Who are you? I'm the podcast man. I just erased your podcast. What? Yeah, listen to this podcast. It'll show you what happened. This is LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for August 15th, 2009. said the word I, I may have said the word podcast like five times in one sentence in that intro. yeah podcast. I'm the podcast, podcast man look at this podcast. podcast and I'll tell you what happened in the podcast 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 podcast, anyway. podcast really mean it's like a forum on. pyramid but for podcasts yeah so um, this video was as you may have inferred forget about it uh, written by Genghis Arias or Christopher somebody I'm afraid I don't remember his last name because I don't know if it's in my email I'll check in a moment uh, and he sent it in a couple weeks ago to Christopher Chris Francis wrote the video, mm. and it remained lar- l- largely unchanged from what he wrote. Uh, he actually recorded a bit to go into the podcast yep. to uh, talk about it. So did you actually listen to it? I did. Did you? I haven't yeah. listened to it yet. Yeah, it's is not bad. All right, so we'll so put that here. Well, you can listen to that now. Hey, everybody! This is Chris slash Genghis Aries from the forums. I know, I know, thank you, thank you. And I'm here to talk to you about a script I wrote called Forget About It. A little backstory first. Um, yeah, I said I was Genghis Aries in the forums. I mostly hang around on the games and gaming part. I'm sure no one cares, but my what we're playing now would be Prototype. Uh, soon I'll be getting Batman Arkham Asylum. Also, I'm a 3D modeler, as some of you may know from my forum signature with the uh, spider robot thingy. Yeah, I like to do a lot of that. I don't really happen to do much writing myself. Most of the time I just jot down ideas for things. Maybe like a game idea or a story idea here. Usually science fiction-y. Anyway, back to the video. I wrote it at the end of June and then somehow it became a video at Loading Ready Run. Of course I did write it for Loading Ready Run, but I didn't have any idea if they'd actually, you know, shoot it or even look at it really. Now on the Monday it came out, I didn't actually see what the update was until about an hour and a half afterwards. And I remember, you know, clicking on it like, hey, forget about it. What's this about? <laughs> and uh and I see, you know, Paul in the lab coat and Graham on the couch and the big flash of light and everything, and I'm like, holy shit, this is my video. So essentially most of you guys knew about it before I even did. The idea for the script came from a Askler question that I had written, you know, around the same time about memory loss and all this other crap. And I thought it would make a pretty funny video, so I went ahead and wrote it. From the time I started writing it to the time I actually, you know, finished it and sent it to Paul because Graham and Kathleen were in Japan at the time. But the writing for it probably only took me maybe two hours, um, you know, just sitting here and looking at it and thinking about different ways of going with it and all that crap. Um, but, yeah, it didn't really take that long. Uh, but I ended up just, you know, hammering it out and sending it in. The basic plot of the video was pretty easy for me to come up with. Not much ended up really changing from when I actually wrote it to or when I started writing it to when I actually submitted it. And even then, not very much changed from that to what they actually showed on the on the video. Let me think about the things that changed. The Badger line wasn't there originally, and Simon's name was actually Bob in the script. And the Memory Man's name was Stranger, but they referred to him as the Memory Man anyway. So the word Stranger never really shows up in dialogue. 
John is still John, so that doesn't matter. I also didn't write the last line, the, hey, I've got this spyglass, let's go tobogganing. John says, hell yeah. I never wrote that in there. It was supposed to end with the memory man saying, no one, and then cut. But I think that little extra bit at the end kind of ties it back and makes it a little bit more funny. Kind of brings it full circle, I think. Anyway, for the script, I pretty much pictured Simon being played by Graham, and obviously the memory man was going to be Paul, because that's just obvious. John could have easily been anybody. I kind of pictured Matt or James. They're just the first ones that pop in my head. Anyway, so now I guess I'll go through the video and say some stuff, you know, as it goes. I explicitly wrote in the slash gestures, where Paul says, you know, oh, you're horrible, slash painful memories. I thought that would be pretty funny to see. And let's see, the stuff with the popsicle and the scorpion and the spyglass, they're basically just things that pop into my head. And I figured, I kind of figured that they would change them. And uh, I guess they didn't, they, they kept them in there. I already mentioned that the badger bit was added by them. But after that, Graham takes the card and basically throws it away. And then there's a big montage of him, you know, panicking over whether or not he needs that memory. And he really wants to know what it is and all that. And then he digs it out and then calls up Paul, who's only halfway out the door. And the video pretty much just stays the same after that. But with, uh, with my script ending with the no one line. Anyway, so overall, that's all I have to say about it. Um, I wrote it. They made it. So I guess that's the end of my little portion. I guess back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Goodbye. Wasn't that stupid? Yeah. <laughs> God. And we're back. What the fuck did we just listen to? Boring. I rather last Matt talked about some video game for fucking three you know, hours. Right. So yeah. <laughs> what we're playing now, Matt? None of none of us actually listened to it just now. Just FYI, <laughs> no. we're all just reacting. <laughs> so uh, yeah, th- this. I, uh, I don't know whether he sent it to everybody. He sent it to sent me. To, just, was it just, just, I got it, yeah. Did he send it to you as well? Yeah. Okay. No, the, the script? The script. No, oh, the script. no you got oh. the script because Kathleen and I were in Japan. Oh, okay. Is what he said in his little bit. Okay, well. yeah, so uh, he sent me the script, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, normally, uh, you know, as you probably see from the suggestion thread and various things, I mean, we, uh, we don't, we like doing our own stuff, right? So we often are inspired by suggestions on the forums and stuff, but it's very seldom that we actually do sort of stuff straight out. Yeah. Um, but this one, uh, this script, uh, it, what struck me the most is it's like, oh, this sounds like some, this feels like something we would do. So why don't we just do it? That's the, that's that, that tends to be the key. That's that's why we started doing Johnny Lunchbox scripts um, like three or four years ago because it was like, oh, this sounds like he knows us. Mm. So yeah. It and worked out quite well. Yeah, I think uh, the only bit we really changed was the badger. Yeah, the, the badger and the ending. The, right, the, yes. the additional line at the end, which I think sort of just adds more of a button, button the to button the video. Put, put the button on the video. Yeah. And uh, So yeah, uh, Tim shot the whole thing, which yeah. was nice. I think we're really, we're really getting the over-the-shoulder shots down. Did a really good job with that. Yeah. Shot in my house, which is Paul's place. not shot very often. An underused location. Yes. And Ben, an underused person. Yes. I really like Ben's, ben also an underused location. Ben's reaction when he's holding his phone up. And yeah, like, I, I so actually, cool. I really like the, the three. There's the Graham being horrified, myself being kind of impressed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, oh, hey, yeah, wow. Ben had lines. And then, and then ben, ben just laughing his ass off. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Oh, because he had lines in Omni language. Which I, I felt oh, that, that, lines, was, yeah. that was a, a realistic... 
portrayal of you know how the different people would react to whatever horrible happened. Yeah, I I had nothing in mind for what like I mean obviously this like what was scripted was basically just horrible like you know normal sounding sound effects and then 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 horrible sound effects. Yeah. So I, I had a lot of free reign. When I first did the sound effects for that part, I had like a chainsaw sound in there because I wanted like a motor or something. And then I was like, no, no, because a chainsaw is too that 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 leads people it's, to you know to be like, oh, it's something with a chainsaw, some sort of horrible chainsaw accident or something. Like, no, 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 no. I wanted to be less specific than that. And it's really like, I mean, the mind boggles. Like, what? It's something that was that's so horrible that he had to have it removed. And when he finds out about it, he had, like goes into a fetal position. Yeah. And yet, it left no outward marks on his body or anything so it was a purely psychological yeah and, a, it, do, and it doesn't seem to have bothered to have and it doesn't bother anybody else at all, yeah. so it's something very specific to him so uh, i don't know if there's already been some speculation as to what it was but i maybe, have no idea maybe we can uh if people want to throw out some suggestions in the thread for this podcast as to what it possibly could have been yeah uh try to keep it relatively pg well uh <laughs> and some photo recreations of it well, uh, also oh keep no. PG. <laughs> well, PG. That could be a uh, a future uh, runners Possibly. thing. Possibly. Possibly. We'll yeah. see. We're kind of behind on those. What, the photo we? recreation? Well, or no, the, the new contests <laughs> keep going up, but uh, we're a little behind on posting winners. Yeah. It's, yes. The, um, the part that actually could, we is work find, for us. Yeah, yeah, we just need to find time to, to do two men enter at some point. The, um, uh, uh, right, the, um, well spotted by some people on the forums, the the prop for the memory eraser device is is the central sort of command module of the prongs from yeah. episode eleven of Hustle. Because that thing was so cool. Like we we got the the prongs is essentially a uh, a barbecue fork duct taped to uh, this device, uh, which and then there's a the headphones and stuff wrapped around the cord, uh, wrapped around the the handle. And uh, but in the actual Commodore Hustle, just the way the way that scene was framed and the way it was shot, you didn't really get a you didn't really see because that that box was really cool. Like, yeah, it has it's all, all these sorts of buttons and makes noises. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it makes it pings like some, submarine sonar. Yeah, some really annoying. It, it's something like it's like a um, what it's like a wireless alarm system activation uh, auto dialer. Auto dialer. Yeah, wireless alarm system auto dialer. Which I don't even know what the hell it is. But, yeah, but you, we turn it on and it goes ping. <laughs> over and over again, and until you unplug it. Yeah, yeah, you can't turn it off. So uh, yeah. it was, so it was cool, uh, and so we really wanted to, and, and we just needed some device. I think in this, like, possibly the original idea in the script was that it was like something huge. Uh, I don't recall actually. Something, like it's sort of like he was. Like, I think in the script it says like he was. He's standing beside the memory erasing machine, and like it takes him a while to sort of put it away and stuff. But anyway, it's faster. It doesn't matter. So. Yeah, so thanks to uh, Chris Francis, Genghis Aries there. And, um, yeah, if you have a script you think we might like and don't mind us screwing around with it and also giving it to us, because then we and take it and it's ours now. Uh, but you know, And also doesn't mind us not using it. Yeah, yeah, and, al- yeah and also doesn't mind it. us you know, not, yeah, not using it or you know, completely changing it or even just being like, that could be funny if we did it this completely different way. Then feel free to send them in. Uh, well, that got that out of the way pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, there'll be a chunk in there from from Chris, but we'll uh, to you. we haven't uh, done what, what we're playing now for the last couple. So hey, hey, hey. we we should also talk about Pathfinder. Uh, oh, right, yes, the, t- the the little mini Pathfinder video. Yep. Perhaps uh, Jeremy wants to take a lead on that one. Sure. Um, 
So it was my birthday on Monday. Yeah. And I was like, we Happy should do... birthday, Jer. Yeah, thanks. Way to just work that in suddenly into the conversation. <laughs> I, I was thinking... Subtle, I, Jer, subtle. I wanted to do another sort of D&D themed video, and I thought it would be nice to do one for my birthday. Um, oh, is that why we did it? That was originally the idea, but then I was like, also... Pathfinder comes out at around the same time because okay. my birthday always takes place during Gen Con, which is when all these big game releases happen. Right. So like D and D third edition came out on my birthday, which was pretty cool. Mm. Um, so sad you had to write your own birthday video. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so I was like, we should do a video for Pathfinder's release, and uh, but I have no idea where to go with that. So I went and talked to Dale, um, and Dale was like, well, what if you do like a, a, a talk show where you have like monsters who didn't get included in Pathfinder? Uh, are show up and, and they're bitching about it and uh, and things like that. So I went through and I wrote this big long script uh, that I don't know was probably about five six pages long. Yeah, pretty um, good. And had like the flump um, and the carrion crawler and what was the other one? Yurthak. The Yurthak. Yeah. Yurthak. Yes. Um, basically talking about why they weren't in Pathfinder, which was funny, but it required the creation of puppets for all these things, and we're going to, like, green screen them. Yeah, and we're going to, like, green screen them onto a talk show scene. Anyway, as a bonus video, it seemed like a lot of work. Um, Jared just writes these scripts of, you know, a pup, you know, a huge puppet thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is really great. So what what was your plan for the puppets, Jared? And he's like, uh, we would make puppets. <laughs> I think I you, were, you were planning on spending that week's D&D session. Making puppets, because I'd killed them all. Getting your D&D group to I, make puppets. Because I'd killed them all in the previous session, and we weren't ready to start something new. So I, I yeah. was trying to fill time. And we just ended up hanging out at the bar instead. But the... Uh, so the make a coherent story arc if you keep killing them. Well, this is another GM. He, he like. doesn't. He doesn't actually kill them that often. But this was a complete team wipe. Yes, in the first encounter of the entire campaign. Wow. So, <laughs> nice. Not just the first encounter. The very first thing that happened was the encounter. So it's like, but it's a, it's it's like a higher level. It's like usually I get okay, a couple of sessions like, to okay, fuck Okay, you appear. You're being attacked by this giant dragon. He's killed you now. It was a demon. Or sorry, a demon. Devil. No, it was a demon. Never mind. Um. So, uh, so there was there was There's a difference. Yeah. I know you better get it right because you don't want to call a devil a demon yeah. the other way around. No, right? you'll piss him off. Very insulting. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you really don't want to piss off demon. But uh, so uh, it demanded a rewrite. So I did one, uh, which was I think done in very hastily. But I was like, hey, we have these little knit warriors of darkness dolls. They could be like into more like, more like a different video. Well, it was a complete. Yeah, it was, it was a completely yeah. different video. But it was like they could be. Um, D&D villains uh, and so where could we go with that so they're complaining because they think they weren't fleshed out enough in 4th edition so they're happy that, that's true uh, that's funny that they can't do much on their own because they can't use any of their encounter powers right I, I all they can do is basic melee attack someone yeah I didn't know about uh, that, that, that's bullcrap oh and a lot of guys hum- evil humans are considered have monsters some type of hit points are minions and have one hit point yeah yeah. But I mean, like, without debating the semantics of third edition and fourth edition, it doesn't really matter. The uh, the, the role playing. No, it's all about showing the cute little warriors of darkness it's knitted, yeah. knitted dolls it's, and, and making them the, be uh, be cute. So uh, the original the red wool blood. The, the, well, the original thing that I had proposed Special was effects. just uh, <laughs> that we were going to use our green screen and put down a green sheet, um, and so everything was just going to be done on a white background, like sort of an Apple ad, mm-hmm. um, and with with like the background composited out and just replaced with white. And you weren't going to be able to see the hands. But then, like, the day before we shot, Tally was like, 
it would be so much better if you had felt boards in the background because Sunday school always has felt boards. So if you made like a felt if you made like felt board scenery, it'd be great. So she spent like two hours the night before we did this making felt board sets that looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, so awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we use those. <laughs> use those and the the shepherds around someone. Mm-hmm. Use those and the shepherds and sheep from a knitted nativity scene that you're that, that my grandma made. <laughs> yeah. We decided to leave uh, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and the wise men out of the equation. <laughs> so the, who knows? What these shepherds could have been from anywhere. Exactly. They, yeah. exactly. They're just they're random villagers and sheep. The shepherds are relatively nondescript. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So, and then, of course, the, the red wool was part of the plan from the beginning because that's just awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of people pointed out, you know, like, oh, it's a great way of getting around the fact that Paul doesn't have a beard anymore. Hadn't thought of that. Uh, totally sidestepping the fact that it's also a great way of getting around the fact that Morgan is not here. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's, uh, yeah, so, I mean, those, um, we, we've been looking for a way to use those Warriors of Darkness uh, things from, awesome. uh, is it Chem, chem String? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, chem String. Chem String? There's another eye there. I think oh, it's yeah. Chem String. Yeah, we got to get a hold of And uh, they're, awesome. Yeah, they're incredibly awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, I believe, because they are so awesome, uh, I believe that a co- a version, even better version, somehow, I don't even know how that's possible. I, but, uh, I happen to know what the difference is. But an even but better version will it. be available uh, for Desert Bus yes, as, as, as a special... A, as an auction item. As a special auction item. You, so, may, you may be bidding against one of us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, they're so rad. Incidentally, Tencent, I still want my picture from last year's Desert Bus. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so uh, I understand that while I understand that while most people were pretty reasonable, you gave him some very exacting instructions. He said I could ask for anything. <laughs> never, That's never. Dangerous. So I asked for myself riding a velociraptor down the Eiffel Tower, being pursued by the desert bus. <laughs> <laughs> that seems perfectly reasonable That's, to me. Yeah, that is entirely reasonable. Of course. Uh, he said he'd give it a college try, and, <laughs> then, I, and then I never heard from him again. again. Uh, draw me riding infinity. That would be all. <laughs> you know, it's like, what the shit? <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, I mean, that, that basically, uh, it happened. And uh, we put it out, and it was pretty good. And then people started debating whether or not it was cool to hate 4th edition. Has, uh, have we got yeah, any... that, that thread has really exploded. Although, mm-hmm. different debate on the uh, YouTube uh, comments. People think that... We that we've well, one person used the term "sold out," but people think that we're being paid for that. Yeah, because oh, uh, it looks like an ad. The person who said we sold out was responded joking. later and said, yeah. "Oh yeah, totally they, they were joking. totally joking." Yeah. Based on what we say in has, these very podcasts, has there been any reaction from Pathfinder guys? None at all, all. But they've been at Gen Con, uh, uh, just completely. You know, we hard. we put yeah. our hearts out uh, there, and Bill, they just get beaten down. I, I wish you luck in getting the book. But unfortunately, it was sold awesome out before book. it hit the shelves in Victoria, and the entire the entire printing is sold out. You wow. can, in fact, get it online. They must be very happy. You can purchase it for ten dollars, or you can it's only uh, ten bucks. Yeah, or it's you can check things. out the HyperText version for free. But so, uh, they allow you to do the HyperText. It's on their website. Wow, neat. So, so they must be super happy that it's sold, I, sold out. I would assume that they are. I mean, I'm, probably I'm probably kicking themselves they, they didn't print more. I I did get one. Yes, I had a pre-order. So cool. Yes. Um. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much that. I basically want to play the adventure right. path now, but... Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to be running the next adventure or the next adventure path as well. It's going to be fun. Right. Well, we've got a big um, group of people here and some catching up to doing what we're playing now, so let's go around a circle. I guess we start with James. But I'm... Okay. Jimbo. Um, 
He's the producer. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what am I playing? No, I won't. Yeah. No. Um, I got my beta key for Heroes of whatever the hell it's called. New herbs. Yeah, I just carried a Heroes of NORAD. Heroes of Middle Earth. Heroes of Heroes NORAD. Of, yeah. It's good. It's Dota. Heroes of NORAD would be awesome. You have, like, hey, missiles and it's stuff. it's a completely <laughs> original game. Yeah, I know. Um... What else have I been playing? I honestly Is it made in even like remote association with Ice Frog or anyone else in the Dota? They asked oh, they permission. completely asked permission. Oh, but right. they wouldn't have Ice stopped anyway, yeah, because there's no permission. Defensive and agent. <laughs> the agent. Yeah. Other than that, I really have not played much in the last couple weeks. All right. I've been reading, which is weird. I don't read. No, yeah, that's good. Uh, Jared, what are, what are you playing now? Uh, like, what are you currently playing on your DS? There. I am currently playing Dragon Quest Four. Uh, I, I believe you were playing last time. We I think probably I was. I don't know. Working out for you. It, it's fun, you know. Like I, I sort of keep a portable game and a console game going simultaneously. And uh, I mean, it's it's nice because it's relaxing. It's good. I used to always play uh, JRPGs when I was going to bed. I played the the old Saga games, which are called Final Fantasy Legend, in right. bed on my Game Boy all the time. And so this is uh, very similar to that. In fact, I can uh, I can put myself to sleep with random battles, and that's great. Nice. Um, and speaking of putting myself to sleep, I'm also playing Prince of Persia on Ooh. 360. Ooh. And, uh, well, I like it. I, oh, it's nice. It's very relaxing. Yeah. Um, my problem with it is that there's no real rising action to it. It just feels like I like you get to the first area, you do like the first four levels, and and you're sort of like, okay, I get how this is going to go. But then after that, it's totally open to the next for the next 16 areas mm-hmm. where you want to go and in what order. But because they make it open it's pretty much mandated that they can't really drive the story forward for the course of those 16 areas. Right. And they take a while to get through, you know, like maybe half an hour each. That's true. So you get to go through like eight hours of gameplay without having the story really driven forward in a meaningful way. Like they stop out all the time and talk about getting to the next, what is it, um, not Sacred Grounds, the next... Uh, fertile Grounds. Fertile Grounds. And That's a dangerous drinking game, by the way. Watch someone play Prince of Persia for 360 and drink every time someone says Fertile Ground. That was a Penny Arcade thing. Oh, that, was it really? Yeah, Gabe, oh, Gabe okay. uh, I think, proposed that. Because, they, they, yeah, they, they banter on about the Fertile Grounds for a while. And, and they're like, basically what they say is we need to get to the next one. And you're like, yes, I know that I do. There are 16. I have to do all of them. And then so you do that, and then you go to the next one, and you do that, and you go to the next one. And, like, I don't know, the, the areas, the whole idea is that the areas are filled with corruption, and so you have to do the area, and then the corruption goes away. You can't actually see the variety in the levels until the corruption goes away. Like, they're all sort of drab and gray. Yeah, I, until... I did find that sort of weird. So they all, all the levels kind of look the same, and they don't actually get harder because you can ostensibly do them in any order. Uh-huh. So there's no real escalation. Um, and I just kind of feel, as, as compared to Mirror's Edge, which was all about, you know, like, you go into an area and then you get in shit, and you're going, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, while you're running away from something and trying to do all these acrobatics and things like that in a hurry... Prince of Persia is like, we're going to chill out and relax. See, yeah, I mean, I, I can't really see the point of having a game like Prince of Persia be an open world game. Well, it's not an open world. It's central hub. Well, but, mean, no, but but have it have it sort of non-linear yeah. like that. I It doesn't, I don't think there, it there's, works. There's no, I mean, there's no real reason for it, right? It's not like you are supposed to be, like, yeah. you never, and you never have to go from, like, like, there's never stuff that you do in one area that has to, then you have to go to another area to do. And stuff. Yeah, there like, is. Is there? Yeah, yeah, there, um, you, there totally you, is. You, you need to go you back. Beat, you can't beat certain levels until you get powers from certain other levels. You need to. You do like need to Mega go back Man. and forth, like Mega Man. Mm. But it's. I mean, it's so. It's so chilled out. Like yeah. the entire game just feels like it's. I, yeah. Got dumped. Had a bucket of ice water dumped on top of it, and it's just like. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's come out yet, but I, I heard that there was that the, they were working on an expansion pack that, according to the developers, like really amped up the difficulty. They level. they released it and it got it got really lukewarm sort of uh, reviews because apparently it's it looks like it was made sort of in in reaction to all the comments that it was too easy. Huh. Um, I, I don't want to speak too much of it because I haven't played it, but I mean allegedly it just makes you do like really long strings of of acrobatics without a break oh, in between so you don't ha- you're not able to just respawn but that's the other thing is like the the long segments of like wall jumping and climbing on things and whatnot just turn into quick time events basically right. with instead of seeing a big button flash on the screen you're like oh okay there's a ring so i need to press the grab button there is a, a gap so i need to press the jump button but it still basically is just really lo- go from one really long quick time event to another really long quick time event and then really easy combo or combats which are basically one long combo because you can take most enemies out in like one long combo yeah that's a shame. So, like, I don't know. Did, Tim, I know you were playing it. Because, that was exactly how I felt. Yeah, it's... I don't it's, know. Now, do you think it's a a fundamental problem with the new direction of, of Prince of... Like, the sort of the, the... the Like, obviously, this is kind of a... Not... This is kind of a... Or it is a reboot. Um, sort of a, the Sands of Time whole thing is done now, and then they're doing this as, a, like, a new story. Yeah. Uh, and do, do you think, like, whether, whether they... Like, the next game... Um, if they just spent more attention to the level design and stuff, whether they could fix it or whether it's actually a fundamental. See, I don't know. I, the the issue that I have with it, like I've, I talked before about Tomb Raider, right? And what I think is fun about Tomb Raider is once you feel like you have an idea of how to get through the area or an area that you're in, you can feel like a badass because you're like, okay, jump, climb over this, jump over here, and you're doing all these really cool, complex things all in a row, and it feels really neat. The problem with Prince of Persia is that those doing all those things just really feels not rewarding because there it, it just feels like there's no gravitas or momentum to. I, to I feel like Assassin's Creed is somewhere you just like hit those two buttons, you just run and do but, acrobatics. But I feel like this that is what, this is this is even lower impact than Assassin's Creed. Yeah, well, it's the same. It's the same people. I think that the yeah. best way I've come to describe the acrobatics in Prince of Persia is that. You're not playing Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia is playing you. Yeah. It's like the Prince of Persia is going along and it's like, oh, now I need you to press this button. So you do. And then it's like, now I need you to press this button. Well, and there's like, unlike even like Assassin's Creed, there was some timing involved sometimes in in doing appropriate things, or at least you had to like space out your jumps correctly. This is so forgiving. (laughs) Like you can miss a jump by a huge amount and then press the magic button and boom, you're, you're back on to, you're back on track to make your jump. Oh, really? Or... You can like the um this, these uh, rings I'm talking about that you have to grab and press like the the grab button like to grab on things. You have like two mm-hmm. seconds before you get to the ring, and then two seconds while you're going across the ring. Any of that in any of that span, you can press the button. So like, and the the movement in general feels kind of slowed down and floaty. Like there's not a sense of gravity to it. Yeah, that's so, true. That is true. It's, I do feel I, a lot of games are just getting easier just because I'm like, trying to be more accessible. I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like um, in general. I went. I, I again. I haven't really played from, um, the new Prince of Persia that much, but I find a lot of the time in these kind of games, um, it's you need. There's that sort of one-to-one control of you, know, you push this button and he'll grab this thing. Yeah, and that's really and absent in this. And game. And if there's too much, if they're spending too much time trying to make the animations look all good, yeah, uh, then it means that they have to start the animation way early, which means that they have to, you know, the button presses aren't aren't don't have that one-to-one like react, compar- comparing it reaction to. Thing. To earlier Prince of Persia's, it does not feel nearly as sort of visceral as mm. the earlier Prince of Persia's. Um, it, like, just you, you feel less of a sense of presence because your character is so floaty and disconnected. 
Um, unfortunate. And especially as compared to Mirror's Edge, which really nailed that sensation of this is what it's like to be moving through these environments, just totally fails to um, to accomplish the same thing. Which, if they hadn't been released at the same time, probably wouldn't have been as bad. It's, I mean, whenever I see games, like, yeah. I remember seeing, like, uh, you know, like, Mirror's Edge or, or like, I, I remember I was thinking about this when Oni came out, right? Like, yeah. I always envision these games, and you sort of envision that, like, somehow, if these all these developers can, like, work together and, like, take this game and stick it onto this game and then grab, like, the combat system from this game, yeah. and how, like, how awesome, like, all the elements exist. Why can't we just get them together and make an awesome game out of it? But it doesn't happen. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Brad, uh, you play anything? Uh, talking about. By the games. way, Brad's here. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey. Yeah. Hey, kids. Uh, talk about games playing you and, uh, and urine. Um, <laughs> I'm playing Final Fantasy XII, the game that plays you with uh, long, colorful streams of urine that hasn't seen the like since Conquer. Um, oh right, the the, 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 the targeting. Yeah. I've, I've, targeting I've actually been playing Final Fantasy XII too. It's it it's actually is quite a great game. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, the really frustrating thing I found is a uh, little spoiler warning: the Zodiac Spear, best weapon in the whole game. Yeah, you, you can, can fuck o- it up really. Yeah, I, you can only get it if you don't open four completely random, random chests that have play. like nothing. I had in yeah, I, I I decided yeah. at the beginning of the game I was like. I'm going to play this as if I don't know that because that's bullshit. I'm that just going to play yeah, it straight. That was because, total bullshit. Yeah, yeah so because I'm not going to want to like if you look just at don't a open any yeah, chest in the sure. beginning part, it's not that bad. You're going to lose some gill. Yeah. But, yeah. And there's one other one that's, yeah. On the upside, you really don't need the Zodiac. Exactly. There's better so. weapons, too. No, there, there are better weapons the, out the there. Two-handed, but, uh, the two-handed weapons are better. Uh, yeah. I, I, the two-handers. Because they also give you physical evasion. Yeah. Instead of just straight damage. Uh, most of the really cool armor kits you can't really use the spear with anyway because you need to have the, the shield to work. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I'm playing right now. Cool. I was playing more Star Ocean, and then I got a red okay. ring. Ugh. You got what? I got, a, time, I, got a, I got a red ring. Oh. Yeah. It was oh. it was weird because was, I was playing the game, yeah. and I stopped playing and checked my and like turned off my 360 and checked my email. And I was like, wait, I want to I wanna watch a DVD and turn my 360 back on. Literally 30 seconds later, and <laughs> ringed. Grant, wow. your 360 was doing you a favor. I, I'm just going to I've been point. enjoying it. How long have you had that one? Have you gotten to the point where he gets all emo because he destroys the world? Yeah, that that part was really stupid. Yeah, it doesn't stop for the next seven hours. <laughs> no, I've, I've already... <laughs> it's okay, he's right. recovered now. He's uh, recovered. How long did you have the Xbox? I was for? just thrilled when I, uh, once I got a fifth party member and could kick the eight-year-old out of my party. <laughs> is this your first uh, red ring? Thanks to you. Uh, no, this is my second. <laughs> this, is my, this is my second red ring. Well, actually, no, actually, the first time I didn't actually have a red ring, I just had weird graphical failures. Yeah, right away. I remember you. No, no, it wasn't right away. It was it was a little while after. Like my 360 lasted for a while, yeah. considering I got I got it I got it launched. But uh, luckily, uh, my 360 is out of warranty, but red ring is still covered, so I'm good. Nice. Uh, and so I got a pre-owned copy of Hotel Dusk. Nice. I've been looking for a copy of Hotel Dusk ever since people were like, hey, Grant, you kind of look like this guy. It's an awesome game. So I've been playing that. You're playing it's yourself? It's a DS one. Right? Yeah. yeah. Is it weird? Yeah. Playing yourself? A little weird. A little weird. I guess you're used to playing with yourself, so. Yeah. Ooh. So it's not, you know, it's not, it's not that Too much of stress. Yeah. Matt. It's very easy to die. I'm playing Mass Effect on Xbox 360. Hooray! And I'm re- reasonably enjoying it. Hooray! Uh, there's some bullshit gameplay choices or decisions and some... Uh, oh, 
and just some general issues with the game that don't fly with me very well. But on the whole, I'm enjoying. Would the you game care to elaborate right on those? Yeah, Matt? Well, gameplay um, decisions. It's pretty pretty linear. It, well, it is pretty linear, but uh, there are a couple of issues with uh, like balance in boss fights where. For instance, I'm playing a soldier character, uh, and uh, I was having issues with one boss fight, and, you know, I've, I've been leveling my character, and I have good weapon expertise, and I do lots of damage, and I've been making sure to upgrade my equipment and skills, and my everybody's equipment and skills, and other people's crap equipment and skills, you because you and uh, I skills. got the crap fight. kicked out of me because I don't have the ability to, for instance, use a barrier on myself, Yeah, and this one enemy that I'm fighting has the ability to hit me with a, an essentially, like, difficult-to-avoid spell that knocks me over and then run up and punt me in the face five or six times in a row. And he runs faster than I can, so I can't get away from him. Fun little uh, trip so, in that game, though. Um, if you play it again as one of the people who can put up barriers, yeah. beat it, and then play again as a soldier, you can get barriers. Oh, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you can beat it three times and have it the way you wanted to do it in the first place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> little, but uh, little louder, you guys. The, the way I ended up beating that particular boss fight, and it frustrates me that characters who, like, I, I have my party built so that everybody has a solid skill in combat, because I'm very combat-focused, but I have, I have a fairly high amount of tech use and, and other ability in my party as well. And uh, it pisses me off that, for instance, my sort of tech user guy or magic user guy, can't cast barrier on my party leader. <laughs> um, they can only cast it on themselves, which is also ridiculous. But I um, I did manage to work this guy into a corner, take down his HP, and then have one of my dudes use, like, overload. <laughs> and like it did stuff. enough damage to not only kill him, but kill him, and then, of course, because of his race, he dies, but then comes back to life and dies, and you have to kill him again took enough damage off that it killed him and killed him far enough into the negatives that he didn't get back up. <laughs> I don't know. There, there is one boss fight in Mass Effect that is glitched, such that if, like, there's sort of cutscenes during the boss fight, and if you are if you are hit by that force power that knocks you over, yeah. and then the cutscene starts, you will never get up. Um, <laughs> which, awesome. Which was nice. it actually an issue for me several times, just because, you know, what not... What is that? Um, the one where the people keep on streaming into the room throughout the fight. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, that if I every time I did that boss fight, and I did it three times. That wasn't the first. Fun. The first two times, my main character got knocked out of the fight. The third time, one of my one of my other characters got knocked out of the fight permanently. Um, but so yeah, yeah, that that force power is retarded. You just got to learn to dodge it. I did. Or take cover better. I well, I I did both, but uh, ultimately I had to just. I, like, the one most successful time I had before just blowing the dude up was I did manage to avoid all of those, and I killed him, but then... But not dead enough. But I, I killed him, and he fell over, and then he got back up, and he got back up, charged me, hit me, knocked me over, and then hit me on the ground until I died. And I was like, what the hell is this all about? <laughs> <laughs> so, that, yeah. And then I've been playing a little bit of uh, Crisis Core on my PSP while lying in bed trying to get to sleep. Um, because I do want to get the story, but it's really not very good. Really, it's pretty. It's not really good. not very good. The fact the fact is that like essentially, in order to be really capable in the regular like storyline missions, you have to do all of the like 
there are just missions that you go to a save point, you select your missions menu, you get pick missions from a menu, and there are these little things that get you an item, but in order to get all the good items in the game, you have to do these missions, and there's, like, hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, and leveling up is done on a random, like, slot machine uh, style. So you get, diff- like, your material levels up if you get two of the same number on a three-reel three slot. You level up when you get 777. And it doesn't happen very often. And it's not experience-based. So it, it uh, I've had situations where, like, three in a row I've had, like, level up, level up, level up, and then not seen another one for, like, an hour and a half of gameplay. Hmm, that's weird. It's really weird. Bill. And wow. Moving on. No, I, I always play loud. Yeah, okay. Bill. I'm, moving, I'm playing a new and original game. You said that last... Stop saying that. A new and original game. No, Heroes of New Earth. It's Dota 2. It's uh, it doesn't Electric have it doesn't have all the heroes. That's the problem. So the balance is really screwy. So it's like it's a very different game because the heroes, it, who what heroes you have on each team really makes a huge difference. That's basically what it comes down to. So even if someone's really good, if you don't have the right hero makeup, you will lose. Like we were against the worst team. We just got out picked. They picked a way better team than we did. And even though we were both the same skill, we just lost. It's and I just haven't figured that part out of it as much. So uh, it's fun. I'm playing it with a bunch of people now who are on it. That that's a good thing because there wasn't as many people playing Dota, but now it's like Lavos is on and Jester J and James is playing. Alan's playing. Key, Ben's so playing. Matt might be playing. Adam's playing a bunch. Ben's playing. <coughs> oh, Duncan played too. So yeah. you know, a bunch more people playing. So it's uh, it's fun. And I, I I've had problems with my video card. Mainly one of the reasons I've only been playing Dota for the last couple of months. Uh, so I finally got a new video card, and so I'm going to be picking up Call of Duty 4, which I know everyone else has already played to shit and reported. And, uh, I don't know about that. I'm not there's still it. 11 million people playing. No, I know. I, I mean, like, you, you got it's it's an Xbox, older game. So. What? That's just Xbox. No, Live. I'm going to be playing it on the computer because I can't play first-person shooters with a fucking... I, I, I'm one of those people who don't like playing first-person shooters with a controller. I don't know. Uh... And I want to play Team Fortress 2 a bit, because I played it and it was fun, and then I also want to play... I'm going to get uh, Fallout, finally. Fallout 3! Cool. Um, I'm not playing anything new, but I've been uh, working on Henry Hadsworth on DS more, and it's getting really hard. I told you it would. Yeah, it's yeah. a DS game that's a, it's a combination platformer puzzle game. Um, yeah, it's, it's really hard. I spend an hour and a half trying to beat a level. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Did you beat it? No, I, I do that for the past three levels. Oh. <laughs> you feel but, such uh, a sense of accomplishment. It's, it's fun, yeah. No, I have to restart the level a few times. But, um, yeah, and then also uh, Dawn of War 2. I uh, actually played in uh, an electronic sports league tournament the other day. And uh, I got to the third round because I got, I got two buys. There you go. And then, yeah, and then I got totally owned really badly. But it's fun. And, yeah, I'm getting better, so. That's it. Well, uh, uh, Final Fantasy XII, as is previously mentioned, I think I'm near the end. I'm going up, uh, I'm on the third, full, fourth level of the tower, I think. There's, like, a huge tower that I'm yep. going up. I know where you're at. I think I'm near the end. You're getting uh, there. That's, I'm like, the, what, the last mission before the final mission? 
Which the the, the tower? Big tower. The penultimate. That's maybe? that's uh, the last sort of main linear thing you do before it's like beat the game or do side quests. Right, right. I believe that's where I still am. Yeah, I'm a little concerned sure that uh, I I'm starting to get um, the guys in fight. Like I'm starting to get kind of out leveled by the guys in fighting. Like uh, I apparently I was supposed to have done a bunch of leveling up somewhere. It's a good there. place to level yeah. in there actually. Yeah, I'm so I may I may have to dick around leveling up because uh, things are st- like. I'm okay, like, one-on-one, or one-on-three, <laughs> but uh, once the bad guys start ganging up on me, I, I get my ass kicked. I'm pretty. thinking, yeah. And the final area you is you only too much worse than that. Yeah, I am. That, that's going to be a problem when you do the higher-level, like, uh, hunts, because there's actually really hard fights. See, okay, so this has been yeah. my strategy, basically, on all, on all the bosses so far, and it's actually worked totally fine uh, up until... But I'm a little concerned it's going to start biting me in the ass, is that I've got... I've got my three guys that I like and three guys that I'm not leveling. They're, like, level two. No, yeah. they're, like, level 12 or something. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got my level, like, 46 guys that I'm actually using. And so, basically, what I do is I go into a fight. I fight with my regular guys as much as I can. Beat, and usually beats the guy down to very close to dead. And then uh, most bosses will go into some sort of super mode when they're almost dead. Yeah. And so then they'll, like, they'll often they'll wipe out my party, and so then I'll switch in the, the second string guys, and as soon as they Easy come in, power. they just missed, and they, they all have level 3 missed, and they just do it. And It's actually yeah. surprisingly effective, level 3 quickening. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it seemed, yeah. but the, problem, the problem I get into now, though, Morgan is that they're, they're so low level uh, that basically anybody, any, any enemy I can, I'm fighting right now can take them on one hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. often, because enemies I'm fighting right now do area attacks, they can take all three of them out in one hit. Mm. And the, so if they can't get off the quickening right away, they're screwed. Yeah, you may want to um, start bringing them in and bringing them up to a level that not necessarily is the same as the one your main party, mm. but that resembles. I, because the final boss fight, you're going to probably want to have mm. those guys with you. I've got... Um, I'm kind of, uh, uh, like, I've sort of run out of stuff to get on my, um, on my license grid now, too, so, yeah, I don't know, mm. but, uh, I, I still haven't used the summons at all, except no, I've I used, never used them. I used the summon once. Just to see what it did? No, no, I used the summon once because that's the only way you can get through that one door. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. There's one door that you need to use, I was like, what the... Oh, I better buy that guy. Yeah. Go to the license grid, buy the guy, do it, and then never use him again. I like them. I think they should. They could be so cool. But it's well, it's just, just when it, when the alternative is you can either do a quickening or and, you can do like yeah. when when they're using the same power. Yeah. And quickenings are so more so much more reliable and powerful. Yeah. And you know, if you're going up against anybody tough, like Belial, Legigas can get knocked out in one hit. Mm. Yeah. And usually before he does anything impressive. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And also, I, I uh, loaded up Painkiller, and I'm playing Painkiller, and I, I love that game so much. When are you going to get your 360? Uh, probably when I beat Final Fantasy XII. Nice. Once, I, I, once I beat Final Fantasy XII, I don't think there's too much more on PS2. That Arcades have gone up in price in Canada. Arcades went Did up they? in price? Two twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, rather huh. than bringing the Elite down to compensate for the elimination of the Pro? Uh, presumably the Elite is also going to be coming down, but it's mm. pretty much been perpetually at three fifty for the last of a while. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty much out of stuff that I'm interested in for PS2, so... Switch up to 360, and then I have a whole bunch more games that I... Ah, oh, so much work. <laughs> so more games that I have to play. It's like a full-time job. Boo, Painkiller pain killer is definitely... Painkiller uh, is fun. It's... It's definitely um, is the, the, one where you're on the island. No, that's Far Cry. That's oh, Far Cry. Cry Painkiller yeah. is the one where you're in hell and you're going oh, around and you have yeah, the yeah, state yeah. gun. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I remember playing I that, that first st- in, in, in... I love that state gun so much. <laughs> I remember playing the demo when it first came out and was at mid-2004, and I remember finding the state gun, and I was like, oh my god, this is the best yeah. weapon since, it's, like, um, uh, the, 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 the dual shotguns in uh, Marathon 2. My god. It's the... Painkiller is definitely, at least in my mind, the, the spiritual successor to uh, Serious Sam. Like it's, it's was that the one that feels... you had, like, a shark gun or something like that? A shark gun? I, I remember so. a shark Ser- gun. Serious Sam is notable because it has, like, giant open levels with hundreds of enemies attacking you. Yeah. Which Painkiller doesn't have, but it does have the same thing where you just get guys thrown at you. And it's absolutely no, uh, there's no reasoning. Like, it's just like, okay, this level is a train station. There's lots of enemies that just keep appearing and you, yeah. you fight them There's all. Guys who run at you and it's lots of fun. No, that, that's uh, serious. Hands? That's yeah, serious. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the, to the uh, new serious Sam game. Yeah, yeah. but uh, so but this is I got uh, Painkiller and then I also got the the expansion which I'd never played before, so I'm stoked about that. So uh, yeah, I just play that whenever I'm. It's like I want to kill things over and over and over again. Sweet, Ray. Um, haven't been playing much recently until, uh, I think it was, yes, no, the day before yesterday, Alex messaged me saying, and, uh, oh my god, oh my god, Team Fortress 2 update, get on right now. So I go, I load up Steam, and, uh, it does the update, except for it says, all servers are busy. <laughs> it cannot process your request. And I'm like, well, what the shit is this? And then he says, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. What you do is you, um, um, uh, go to your Steam settings and change, uh, your download servers. So he told me to set it to... Central Russia of all places, <laughs> and surprisingly, 350k a second uh, update, and nice. it worked. I mean, before that, I tried the LA server; that was also too busy. And then I tried, I think it was a New York server. Alex, Alex is it. such a lead hack sword. Yeah, he is. Uh, well, sir, but but, but um, I only I, I only got to play it um, uh, a little bit. I noticed that some of the new things they added uh, was, uh, especially when um, when your team loses. Uh, it goes into third-person mode now, and each one of your characters um, has a losing kind of stance. Like, for example, um, I was play- I, I play the soldier, and he does a sissy run. Like, he has his arms in the air, like, screaming. <laughs> and, and you get to control him as he runs away. And he does, the, does this kind of flailing thing. And other characters do other, like, uh, oh, my God, we're losing and we're going to die kind of... Uh, thing and they added a uh, was it they added maps and new hats and stuff but I haven't really gotten any of that custom content at all so um, yeah um, uh, so that that's I've only played a little bit of the since post new update so um, supposedly it's there's still more update stuff to come out um, they call it the classless update or yeah. something yeah. yeah so yeah Sweet. Um, that's pretty much it a little bit of Team Fortress that's what. I Two. Questiones. Two. Askler. Okie dokie. You told us later with you because I'm going to get all right. Fortress 2 presume. Um, I think we did that one actually. Did we do that? Or did we Did we still finish on the Tony Stark question last time? No. Yeah, we didn't do anything last time. Yeah, okay. What would be your ideal game and what would be the elements for this game? Oh, I know that. Well, as we talked about before, I don't know. Or as I, as I mentioned before, there's elements of a ton of different games that I would love to have. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the... I like a lot of I, different the, games. I know that you've always said, like, there's no reason that a Tomb Raider game can't operate with the same combination of hand-to-hand and guns that Oni had. Exactly. Uh, maybe throw in the Geomod stuff from... Uh, Red uh, Faction. From Red Faction. Yeah. 
Uh, maybe a little bit of. Um, I like this dropping a remote mind aside because it made him scream for the whole level part of the back door. <laughs> I forgot That's about the best that. Part. Oh, you just, man. You throw it on him and he goes, ah! And then you like go to the whole level and he's still just screaming. <laughs> you can hear him like way down the hall. And uh, maybe and maybe they're running around stuff like from Mirror's Edge, although I, I'm, I like the third person running around. Or maybe yeah. like Assassin's Creed or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. A, a really sweet fighting game, I don't know. I like how Guilty Gear. I like how I really like sprites. Really well made sprite, but they already did that with Guilty Gear. So would, the follow up is Would taking you on a new journey, believing in that world, and involving the player's emotions be key factors? Uh, it really depends on the type of game, journey. though. Like, yeah. A very, I'd like a really hard. That sounds like really general marketing speak, honestly. I would like a really hard tactical RPG. I mean, that's the other thing is that an actual a game, like I mean, I would be like a game with an actual like you know, solid compelling story would be pretty amazing. That too, actually, I don't think it's anything. I don't know if it's ever really been done. If they could build Tetris with a good story and and involve my emotions, then that would be the perfect game. I don't like (laughs) when they try to involve my emotions like uh, like that that dog thing in Fable Two. I, I thought that was, was a bit of a cheap move. Yeah, that's he, Peter yeah. Molyneux for you. That's Peter Molyneux. He, he just does that. Yeah, if you can do goes right to Matt's heart. See, it's okay. <laughs> so actually, I, amazing... so the thing with Fable Two, I appreciate the thing with the dog. I just Jeez, okay. I just, Fable Two spoilers are he- ahead. I don't care. Um, oh yeah. La 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 la. I played the first one. That's really enough for me. So they give you emotional attachment to a dog throughout the game. You can guess what that means about what happens at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. slave. I already Peter know. You so, but at the end of the game, you have the choice to bring your dog back uh, or not. Yeah, but they make you feel and, real bad about but it. But they make too. you feel really bad if you bring the dog back because it's selfish. Um, but uh, if does it, does it kill a bunch of people? No, it doesn't kill a bunch of people, but it prevents them from coming back to life. Like there's a bunch of people who have already died. You can choose to bring them back to life if or you, you or, or bring your dog back, family. or you can bring back your dog and your family. Family, but. You know. Yeah, and I was the same way. And the but, dog wasn't an emotional thing. It was the, the dog is is my heads up display. Yeah, I need my heads up that's display in the game. And that's the thing. Like, it, it, <laughs> I, like I felt more of an impact to having the dog gone. Yeah, uh, in having the dog gone because I then could not find treasures and things like that. And he yeah. growls when there's enemies. Yeah. Yeah. He like, was do, useful. Do you want to bring your user interface back? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> once you made that decision, you can never get him back. Oh, and Weird. one thing that worked out from that game was the, you can get the updates. There's the gender bender potion. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought, well, what, what the heck? You know, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the gender. Well, you don't, bender you potion. don't even need the update for that. That's oh, do you? No, oh, but that? you can't. You, I think you can get better, ac- easier access to it with oh. the update. But anyway, yeah. When, so once you swap genders, you swap genders. But when, once you're highly leveled and, and like super strong, you are one goddamn ugly woman. <laughs> yeah, really? like you're the same muscular structure. <laughs> Just like with I actually, a little bit of padding in place. I actually uh, specifically leveled my character in only Dex, <laughs> <laughs> so that you would not have that. So out. I was I was tall and skinny. Uh, <laughs> No muscles, no like mage lines. Yeah. Nice mage it's, lines. That's good. Yeah. It's. I mean, like if we're talking about you know, story. Like I'm. I, I always am fascinated by games that are able to do story, without you know we do unskippable and stuff like without ridiculous yeah. cutscenes, people talking at you without. Uh, it can have some ridiculous. You know, it can have some cutscenes, but not. No, but but it's like I mean cutscenes are like the lowest. Cutscenes are like the, the lowest form of 
in-game storytelling, right? Yeah. They're they're the they're the base form. You need if the you first one. If you can't yeah. think of anything better, you need a really good solid first one. You to set, set it for you. But I, think. Yeah, but I, like, I like that. I mean, and, but there's yeah. stuff that, that can be done without yeah. you know, uh, like Shadow of the Colossus, right? Yeah. Or like, Bioshock. I was about to say or Bioshock. Bioshock. Yeah. yeah, with all the radio. Yeah, you know, that's you, you come diaries. up, you come up, and so it's it's able to do it uh, without. It I mean, Bioshock has a lot of talking in it, but yeah. it's it's oh. mitigated by the fact that you can listen to it while you're doing. Other Sorry, stuff. another yeah. thing about Prince of Persia, the most freaking stupid, heavy-handed storytelling ever. Not only do they force you to listen to they don't for, they, they're like, okay, we're not going to force you to listen to the Prince and Elika talk. It's going to pop up talk, a little talk, icon talk, saying talk. "talk to her," and then. You not only have to press it once to talk to her, you have to press, press it, it for every yeah. every single line you want See, the prince to say oh, back to her. I, I always you thought, need to press the button again. That's what and, I was about Star Ocean. And I just go away and ignore When they're it. talking, they stop. If they would talk yeah. while I'm still controlling them, it would be fine. Yeah, yeah, you'd be just jumping around, you're just talking while you're going. Right, That's exactly. Fine. That'd yeah. be great. It'd be like, be like Bioshock. You can listen to the radio or to the diaries while you're going. But no. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, story is... Story definitely adds to games. Um, I'm at the point now where I don't expect it, though. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and if it's there, it's like, oh, crap, this is actually really neat. Uh, but it's, all, it's so uncommon. There's a really good story. Yeah. So I like, I like Final Fantasy XII. Decent yeah. story. Yeah. I, I like it. But I also like Final Fantasy Tactics because it's like, you know, everyone betrays you the game. But I don't like the Vane or, or Vaughn or whatever his name is. is he looks character. like, I call him Titus, like, yeah. all the time accidentally. But he's not the, the main character of the there's, game. There's it's there's we've, 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 yeah, we've, we've had extensive debates about It's confusing that yeah. Vaughn is your, you know, Vaughn is the main guy and Vane is the main guy. It does yeah. have a good story. That's what holds it. It does have a good story. Anyway, right. story uh, good. Careful of the table there. Yeah. Jaybird yeah, asks, right. what are the LRR crew's favorite computer-generated and practical effects in film? Computer-generated practical is in like one you could do? Film grade. No, like a practical effect is like a, it's like a, Oh, like, like real world. Like effect. a model shot or something. Yeah. Right. Okay. Lens flare and film. <laughs> I would say compositing when uh, just just compositing in general. That's yeah. stuff that's not super obvious. I'm like I, I'm not sure if he's looking for specifics or not. That's the problem. Oh. Yeah. This is totally really how, about, how about like yeah, how about say like an effect and then like uh, a like movie an, that like was... an effect that you liked. Yeah, an like effect. Specific, Sin like... City. <laughs> that's the whole thing, really. Oh, like the uh-huh. like the, the the isolated the color. And, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Sin City did a really good job um, of that. Yeah. yeah. In terms of I, I like that, yeah. in terms of practical effects, so the one the that I I enjoy the most uh, is the if the whole movie wasn't done. You know, like um, uh, oh crap, it's um. The, the like Muppet type, you know, like the actual like model, like uh, puppets and stuff. Yeah, uh, like in uh, Pan's Labyrinth. No, 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 no. Um, Hellboy Two. Hellboy Two. Yeah. The market. The market. Yeah. Yeah. The, Mar- the market. The Hellboy Two blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. that's sweet. Uh, and that, that was so but, neat. That but people... even going right back to the Muppets, like we watched uh, the Great Muppet Muppet Caper recently, Tally and I. Oh, yeah. Amazing. It's really good. Like, yeah. just looking at the effects, I'm going, I, you know, it's freaking 2009. I have no idea how they're doing this. Yeah, and you know, uh, anybody can I pull something I still love, in. love Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and, I mean, CG can do, I, one thing's actually, I remember seeing, uh, was it Bugs Life? Yeah. Was the first CG movie I saw where they actually started, they started putting in, like, they, like, pulled focus. Yeah. And they, yeah. they put in lens flares and stuff, and you're like, wait a minute. What the hell? Yeah, you don't have to pull focus. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, stuff like, I, I love those little, like, Real camera effects in CG movies, Those or, or ones ones. that are filmed with digital, and they do the same thing. They fake the. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I was actually I was watching a commentary for the first uh, Shrek movie actually, uh, and they were they were talking about how they tried really 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 hard to make sure that all the camera shots and camera movements in the movie were ones you could actually do. Yeah, mm. so, so, so that it didn't look completely weird and bizarre. And then there's uh, Wally where they actually like that. created a virtual camera. Yeah, and moved it around on a virtual like dolly, and mm-hmm. so so like all the camera moves actually have like the arc, like they they aren't just tight turns. They actually have the arc of like taking into account the body of the camera and like <laughs> nice. uh, and mm-hmm. the the, the le- it's got like they really they actually like mapped out the lenses and all the different lenses. The and way stuff. that they did the cutscenes yeah. in uh, Resident Evil Five was they had the three D thing, like they had like the scene uh, with all the mocap and everything, and then they took like this bizarre rig. With like a screen on it, and it was like a haptic controller in the middle of this room that the guy would like pick up and move around, and it was literally like he was filming this virtual scene with this camera that he was moving around. It was crazy, huh? Yeah. So that didn't really answer the question, but it was sort of vague. I think it answered some questions there. What loading ready run lines would be the best to shout out during orgasm? Oh, huh. Brad, I didn't know you were in town. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a lot? Wow. I will not be defeated! Dun, you dun, s- dun. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. You son, son of a of bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or that was my toothpaste. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Ew. Oh, wow, that, that's tough. There's some, you yeah. son of a bitch would be sweet. You know, just it's one of those sort of double entendre things that I think if you gave the right uh, inflection, almost any line could be used appropriately. But uh, what hat? That's what she said. You're really bad. Yeah, I mean that's what she said. Why would you fuck with my shit? <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. That's so I just imagine Captain. <laughs> Why would you fuck with my shit? That's a. Uh... <laughs> wrong whole thing. Oh, I'm sorry. We're too big to fail. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, yeah. I'm sure oh, this is not remembering it now. Oh boy. All right. Just try a whole bunch. See how they go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sean832 asks, "What are your opinions on sprite comics?" I think occasionally they're executed well and hilarious. Occasionally they're yes. Occasionally they are. Often they are not. But occasionally they are. Yeah. I. Uh, I think, right. yeah, I mean, I guess it's to get around if you don't have, uh, if you if you don't have drawing talent. Yeah, yeah. there was yeah. one way back in the day oh, read, that was done all using um, Mega Man sprites from, like, not Mega Man 8, but one of the more recent Mega Man games. Like, and eight, like X4 or something? No, it was, like, a, a traditional Mega Man game. It had all the characters from Mega Man, and they did, like, the guy customed all the sprites with, like, hair, and mm. he made a sprite of himself, and... And uh, did palette swaps for all the different sprites to make sure that the different characters were all discernible from one another, and mm. and actually like would change them such that like characters would take their helmets on and off, but, and whatever during the course of the comic. But he he did a ton of detail, and those comics were legitimately really funny. I just can't it's, remember it's, what the series. It's, was. it's more about the writing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's to me uh, like a sprite comic is a, a detriment to a comic to me. You can still have a good comic, but to me, to me, yeah, you're 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 coming from a position of weakness. You know, you can still, if you're really talented, you can make it funny. Uh, CD comes from like the like the artist side of things. It's fucking stick figures. Yeah, exactly. It's so awesome. But at least they're original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is that if you do uh, if you do a sprite comic, you kind of kill yourself in terms of in the intellectual property area. And yeah. the SKCD guy can draw. He's yes. demonstrated that he can. He, yeah. just, he can't be bothered. Yeah. Because he's updating every day. Exactly. The, well, um, it's a stylistic thing, I think. Yeah. That too. The yeah. other thing Three is, I don't necessarily oh, agree that it's yeah. a detriment to the comic oh, because sorry. that, for instance, the, the comic using all the Mega Man sprites was actually the characters of the comic book or of the comic strip were the Mega Man characters just in sort of this alternate Mega Man universe where mm. they, they were, like, Mega Man was dumb as a post. Right. And uh, Roll was also dumb as a post. And, uh, the, and like, the author was one of the characters of the story. And it was oh, that's, that's getting into that's, deep that's, levels of fan fiction. No, I know, but it was... It, but, but, no, 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 it, it was not, it was not and fan fiction so, at all. So it was like, it was, was the author was in it and Roll was dumb as a post. I think we know where this was going. <laughs> But uh, it was it no it, like the dude put as much effort into making sure that all the sprites fit every like every frame and were appropriate as an artist would do to actually draw a frame of a comic like he oh. no he did like full backgrounds with all the little like if they were having a party there would be like little energy cans tipped over around related to anyway. So yeah. as they related to the idea of uh, sprite comics, what do you think about uh, was it dinosaur comic? It just has that like one that. picture that they use. That one picture, it's the same every day, but it's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, it's tough. Tough call. Uh, Elliman Shaw asks if we're fanboys of anything, so he clearly doesn't know who the hell we are. Yeah, don't even dig to find yeah. that. So, mm-hmm. Techno Thief asks, is Captain Jackson still ready to party? I haven't seen Chris in a while. He has a kid now. Oh, Chris, oh. Chris Noor. Remember? Yeah, apparently he's Captain got a, Jackson. Yes, apparently he's got a kid. He, and the kid's probably like two or three at this point. Yeah. Is he still in town, even? I have no idea. Yeah, so uh, we don't know. We I assume he's still ready to party. Maybe yeah, if you listen to the podcast, Chris, uh, contact us. Um, Dark Cobra asks, what's our favorite thing about Loading Ready Run, and what would we want to do differently? Which we won't answer, but you might find out. Uh, My favorite thing is the fans. Our favorite thing is you guys. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Okay, I, I, totally have, lying. I have a perfect answer for this question, which is Zivlog asks, what piece of punctuation would you most like to have sex with? I believe the only, the only possible answer is the interrobang. Oh, yeah. I, was going, I was going to say, what's the interrobang? What piece of punctuation most effectively sums up any sexual experience I've ever had? <laughs> Probably the interrobang. <laughs> not, 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 not the ellipse, Matt? <laughs> no, not the, the ellipsis. But uh, no, that, that's not the case. I think interrobang is probably most accurate. It's an, exc- yeah. it's an exclamation mark and a question mark. It means it's, together. Intero yeah. bang is sec- it's got the, the sexiness of the exclamation mark, but it's got the, the mystery. The, curve. the, the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> it's got those curves. I like, yeah, I like yeah. the mystery. Yeah. yeah. Does a does a schwa count as a, a no, punctuation? No, that's not punctuation. Okay. What's a schwa? Ooh, Octothorpe, schwa, yeah. It's the, hey, what is the, the upside down D? It, e. It's you guys a, are just making up. What is the tilde? <laughs> schwa is in is in pronunciation. Does anyone know what the tilde is used for? I know it's on the keyboard. Uh, tilde means like about, approximately. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, Octothorpe is pretty, pretty sexy. I never actually use that when yeah. typing. I, like, I really like yeah. calling it the Octothorpe because people usually call it the uh, the, the number sign or the pound sign. Pound sign, uh, hash sign. Hash sign. Or, uh, now it's a hashtag, yeah. 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 It's it's the actual term is the Octothorpe, yep. which is cool. Are the, that's, uh, uh, that's Sumerian for, for man. Nice. So. The shebang. You just draw a penis. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this has ever been discussed, but what was Matt's reaction to finding out... What James did to the dog biscuit in the road trip. I believe I, I kept eating it. Isn't that in a video? I'm pretty sure that's in the video. 
Didn't we, no, like, no, 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 no. He didn't no, find he, out until he the found panel out years at later. a KCON panel. Oh, when yeah, I that's right. Yeah, when we recorded oh, yeah. that panel, so yeah. I thought we recorded that panel. I thought I have no idea. Uh, let's finish up with this one. Uh, question for Dr. Jer from Zivlock. Do you have any advice when it comes to writing raps? What about fresh beats? Uh, most of the fresh beats I use are ripped from GarageBand. Shamelessly. They're ziplocked and cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. Then others are ripped from previous raps that I have done. Uh, because, steal yeah. Steal from other people. Yeah. So, uh, no, don't steal from other people. But, uh, you know, use the tools that you have available to you. Yeah, GarageBand has all this great loot. There's a lot. And there's a lot of, like, stuff you can just find out of random public domain crap on yeah. archive.org. You can, you can always take that. Um, use other rap as your inspiration. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that I've done as well is that like, hey, that's a cool song. I like that one. I'm gonna come up with something that sounds like that. Yeah, um, that's I like that. Uh, I, I believe on his on his video blog, uh, P Diddy. Yeah. Used. Oh yeah. Used GarageBand loops. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> on like his little intro for his for oh, his man. video blog, he's like, come on. So it's got come the on. the um, yeah yeah because we, we were watching it right after those it. games we played yeah, comes yeah. out and you can hear it in the background. Like you can't. License your own effing music. Anyway, he's probably so. I'm gonna call that there. So, how many times have we done this podcast now? Uh, five Five times. times. So we're gonna erase it now. You should never get this podcast. Yes, never. It's too. Remember that really, really. Wait, sorry. Remember that really, really bad podcast. You, we heard that one time. This one's worse. Never listen to it again. I'm sorry, were you doing an accent there? No, I wasn't. No, no. It was, or, I, I was, but it was too subtle. Yeah. So that's why you didn't hear it. Yeah. It, it faded in and out. Wait, yeah. Did, yeah. Did yeah. it fade in and out? Yeah. No, I was talking and it, yeah. I was talking and it fades slightly in and then it fades out again. Yeah. Bye.